Hey, thanks for coming and joining us on this episode of the Just for Funcast. We're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 live action movie with my good friend Frank Rivera. And before we get into it, I just want to apologize. We got cut off abruptly at the end of this episode. Some uh, technical difficulties on my end, nothing to do with Frank. I'd love to have him back on to talk about the second movie if he's up for it, but technical difficulties aside. I just want to take a minute now before we get going to just reiterate what Frank was talking about and his cause and the importance of uh, treating the teachers in your life and in your community well out there, supporting them. And, um, you know, it's the only profession where you're you're not paid um, great and you're also expected to spend out of your pocket, you know, a big chunk of, of um what you do make and what you do take home. So Frank's got a great point at the end of the podcast. Stick around and uh, listen to it. Otherwise, uh, thanks for joining us. And I should mention before we get started, this episode is full of spoilers for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 live action movie. But if it's 2024, you haven't seen that and you're listening to a podcast about this movie, then bless your heart. Anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, on with the show. Nobody I'd rather talk turtle with here uh, 34 years later. Frank, welcome in, and I just, I've wanted to talk to you about this all day, so just give me your thoughts. You haven't given me any thoughts yet. I need your, I need your thoughts. I wanted to stream it, first of all, but I totally forgot that I actually have the DVDs, so I threw those in. Oh, wow. And I was tempted to do the commentary, but didn't. But anyways, it totally holds up to me. Wow. I feel like it totally holds up. The darkness, first of all, of it. Like, it's not cartoony. It's not even comic book type. That was the first thing. Was, like, the first scene, it, it brings you into a darker world. Like, more of a Batman. Exactly. Dark, like a darker Gotham City, New York. That was the first thing my wife said was that she was like, I thought this was going to be cartoony and silly. And it's, no, mm-hmm. there's like crime all over the city. And But you're right. I think right away it feels like a real movie, you know? Right. And it... um the first thing, the only note that I took of it the whole day was that it was the highest grossing independent movie until the Blair Witch Project. So really, yeah, I didn't know that till this morning. I had no idea. Yeah. And wow. That's, it makes sense, a, though, because it's a, yeah. it feels like an artsy movie, right? Like, right. A little bit more gritty, I guess, than you would think. Exactly. Because you'd think like, oh, Ninja Turtles is going to be like Nickelodeon or Disney running the show. But no, this is completely independent film from that. And uh i saw something that the costumes themselves that's another thing like the realness of the costumes still hold up did you look into how they were made or anything like did you i just i just saw that they were like extremely difficult to work in and like a lot of the budget i guess went to the puppeteering and the costumes so i imagine that was like seven million dollars i guess the movie was in 1990 um, money in 1990 yeah seven million dollars it looks like it though because they don't look cheap you know it doesn't look poorly made you're right it's and they're doing like a lot of karate and you know all sorts of ninja stuff 
yeah ninja stuff which is great and uh <laughs> but at the at the beginning of the movie they do a nice job i think kind of doing a slow reveal too right they they don't just like blast you with shredder and the turtles and splinter in the first five minutes they kind of make it if you didn't know it's almost impossible for us but if you were someone who watching this for the first time never heard of the ninja turtles you wouldn't know what like, right you're in the middle of a city with kids running around pickpocketing and stealing. I forgot that was the premise of Shredder's gang was like stealing VCRs. Me too. Me too. Stealing from everybody else, stealing TVs, VCRs, and whatever they can, and just grouping up teenage boys that feel lost. Hanging out, spray painting, roller (laughs) roller skating. Yeah. Coming the Foot Clan, then getting beat up by Casey Jones. Like, What's the motive, you know, just to serve... Just to serve Shredder and yeah, yeah. What did you think of uh, April to... O'Neil? She's she's like the first character we see. I think is right. She's the first one, and I like that they do the little ode to like the yellow jacket when you see her too. So like they kind of throw that in there. Right. Um. Right. Good point. But yeah, she's a good actress. Actually, I thought she did a great job as April O'Neil. It's weird that we're not going to talk about the second one, but she's not in the second one. They get a different actress or oh really? Actor. She doesn't come back in Secret of the Ooze. No, it's See, a different, different so actress. Just to talk about that one for a half a second. Okay. After finding Good out boy. that the first one was an independent movie, it makes sense that Secret of the Use feels a little more Hollywood, a little more blockbuster, yeah. right? In terms of like they take that stuff from a small budget to this huge, like what are they, Occam and Razor? You the know, monsters that Shredder. They clean it up it. a little bit. They bring it more into the cartoony world, but yeah, and it's a lot more brighter. Right, right, yeah. You're just slopping around the sewers most of the first, like, 30, 35 minutes of this movie. And, <laughs> I feel like you know, most of the movie's just running around the sewers. And April's just okay with it. What did you think of the turtle outfit, the turtle attitude? Like, uh, you're capturing 1990s. Did you have a favorite turtle when you were younger? Like, was there one that you thought you related to? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask that. The, um, so, at that time, when that movie came out, it was michelangelo but yeah everybody's favorite right and now watching it like as i got older like you see donatello and michelangelo are like the ones that are like always laughing and hanging out and partying and stuff i'm like oh yeah those guys those two are better yeah. Raphael is cool but rude right but he's cool but rude what a great song <laughs> right <laughs> one of the all-time great tv show theme songs really mm-hmm. i have to find a little bit of it and play it right right here Bang, there it is. Just really quick. And that and most of the soundtrack from the first one. Soundtrack was great in this movie too, I thought. I thought it was, you know, it wasn't like um Star Wars or Indiana Jones level, but I thought it was pretty good music for nineteen ninety. Really kind of an eighties film, you know. Um, yeah, it's not like Pat Benatar playing Loves a Battlefield beginning over looking over New York City. Like it's <laughs> it's like MC Hammers there and do you remember this? How old were you when this came out? Like four or five, six years old, something like that? Yeah, remember the I think first it was time you saw it. Four. Yeah. So I was four, and I think I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. And was this your first like turtle exposure, or were you into like the? Did you have action figures? Do you remember yeah. like you had all the? Yeah. I had a ton of toys. Um, I had the old school like uh, the old school toys. So there was like this truck thing that shot out like pizzas, slices of pizza. <laughs> At the turtle dad <laughs> really they shout out little slices of pizza like little plastic pieces and oh i remember stuff. commercials for that thing yeah yeah, yeah. 
Okay. That was that was about it. And I had a few characters. I had like Shredder and like Bebop and Rocksteady, I think. Uh, that was about it. But We're talking early 90s. I mean, if you didn't, yeah. then you couldn't really show your face around town. Yeah, I think I had a I think I had a Ninja Turtles, I don't know, something, maybe a backpack. That's some big purple Donatello Ninja Turtles something at one point when I was younger. But yeah, Do you have any was, of the toys? Uh, well, I had a bunch of the a bunch of the turtles. You know, the, yeah, the little the little toys, but the action figures, yeah. Right, right. The action figures. Had some of those and like those commercials were on like during WWE Superstars on Saturday. So you'd have like the you'd watch <laughs> WWF. You know, the ultimate warrior going crazy, shaking the ropes, and then Ninja Turtles commercials. And it's just, there's no better way to grow up as a kid, honestly. Exactly. Then followed by Ghostbusters and all that stuff, too. It was perfect. That was another one. It was a nice time. It was a good time. Yeah. Great. So what did you think of Shredder? When he, when we finally get to Shredder, we've seen, okay, let's not even, let's, what did you think of, like, uh, Shredder's, the Foot Clan, a little bit more in terms of what they were doing? And like their whole vibe as a movie villain situation. It's weird. Like I thought I like obviously when you're a kid you're watching it like, oh, this is the bad guy, right? And like it's hard to root for the bad guy in any way, but Shredder makes it even more difficult to like cheer for because again, he's rooting like 14 year old kids and then turning them into the foot to go get arrested or beat up. Beat up and... every day. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Right. I did a lot of um I had bad memory issues with between the first and the second watching it. So like in this movie is where Raphael gets beaten up pretty bad and Leonardo right. is sitting there with him, you know, holding vigil. But I thought going into it it was the one where he gets kidnapped and they're like trying to get him back. But that's that's secret of views. That's the second one. So like that's I had a few one. of those moments where I kept thinking like, oh, I didn't realize that happened in the first one. So it was nice little surprises here and there, you know? Yeah. I forgot that happened in the second one, but yeah, I can talk about it. Right. Where they, well, no, cause that's where they say like, it may be a little too much wrath or something like he's, he's hung up in a, I don't know. They're rescuing him. It's one of those things stuck in my mind. But yeah. Shredder um, was, but how about shredder? The, um, the shredder splinter kind of connection. Did you remember that? Did you remember that he scratched his face? And, I did. Uh, I remember really, that. I didn't remember like the like splinter remembering like the dream like uh, yeah the remembering him flashbacks thank you duh yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah I didn't remember the flashbacks being like that and like now seeing it it was like that was that made more sense like I think because as a kid I'm just like yeah whatever just get to the fighting good guys you know? bad guys they don't <laughs> like each other right yeah there was Great. a little bit more story care. to it than I thought yeah there's right. a little bit more story to like the I mean, it's kind of a stretch that this rat from Japan scratched this guy's yeah, face right? and then he decided to take over New York City with cigarette smoking 14 year olds. Because he's still as a kid, rat. you just eat it up. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just, no. just get us some sort of story with Shredder in there and Splinter. I don't even know if that's like the real story from the comic. I never read the Ninja Turtles. So, what is the canon? Do you know what the, like, if you asked the traditionalists what they would say, what really happened? Is it? No. And I feel like we should know because we're from the area that they were created in. It's the perfect, I, yeah. I have no no damn clue. You know what was I interesting no was I have a friend who, you know in this movie when they have the drawing of Leonardo that Shredder right. sees at one point? Mm -hmm. I have a friend who has a hand-drawn turtle 
from the guy who created the turtles mm-hmm. um in massachusetts and it just looks so similar like i remember this you know this kid always showing me his ninja turtle drawing and it looked like they asked the guy who created it like can you sketch us this one for this movie <laughs> and it probably is right because yeah you'd have to i don't know it's just the connection to western mass and like the local area we should probably know a little bit more right? about the origin <laughs> and like same thing with the uh the hall of fame right like you should have some more familiarity with that basketball hall of fame but or uh-huh. like I've said, like, yeah, I've been to the Hall of Fame or, you know, I know the canon of Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but for some reason it's just out of my league, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you, did you like, read the comics at all? I think like probably I like looked at the pictures of the comics and got the story of what was going on, like. As a kid, I I don't think I owned them, but I'd be at people's houses and I'd be like, "Oh, look at that, awesome yeah, drawings." That. I mean, <laughs> the <trail's> cool. <laughs> but I never really got like um, into any different comics deeply, like comic magazine. Did you have one that you got into? Like where you read the whole ser- series? Oh, or, not uh, the whole thing. No, I got really? into like a few of like Superman and Batman, and uh, I I think I still have them somewhere in a box, randomly in my basement. <laughs> See, that's um, cool. I wish I did. But not that many. But yeah, I, I did do a little bit of reading some comics. So as far as I'm concerned, this is where the turtles start, right? This is the this is the origin story. As far as growing up, you know, five years old, this movie comes out. Not mm-hmm. reading the comic books for me. This is this is it, right? This is it. This is the origin, right? And I totally forgot about Casey Jones. Not totally forgot. But I just, when right. he showed up, I was like, oh, here he comes. I forgot about this guy. You know, like you remember him, <laughs> but you forgot about him. And it's like, right. you have to have a love interest. What do you think of Casey Jones as like a same. I, Yeah, same. I thought, I forgot that he he showed up kind of early in the movie too. I thought he showed up like towards the end. But no, after watching, really I was like, oh, he's already here? Like with his hockey mask and cricket stick whatever that is right with the moody Raphael <laughs> walking around right in his trench yeah. coat and his hat being all moody and he has like total like 90s like cliche like uh sayings like Raphael goes to swing at him with the bat and he goes oh total uh, whiffer total like, whiffer that one stuck out at me too whiffer I was like, whiffer. nobody's ever said whiffer since this movie yeah <laughs> all right Casey Jones he was all right. Does he come back in Secret of the Ooze? Dude, is he, is he a, like a returning? I want to say yeah, but I don't remember him there. He has to show. I Oh, my God. I don't remember the last. I was trying to remember the last time I watched this <laughs> first one. I don't remember the last time I saw the second one either, but it's definitely been years and years. Right. He's, that's I think he shows up. Well, this was kind of fun about it, right? Is It's been so long that it's like, oh, yeah, I love mm-hmm. this, and I remember why now. Like This was a... Yep. This was a good movie in terms of like storytelling and it didn't just like it wasn't in your face like with today's movies like too like too much at the, at the heart of it it was really kind of like a karate movie you know like right. and we're in a world with no guns i mean that's you have to because you go in there with one pistol and you rule that world but um exactly <laughs> at the end of the day it's a pretty good and like you said the karate in those costumes is really impressive what do you think of Splinter? I too was growing, particularly in intellect. His uh, his story and his book 
see how you remembered him? Yeah, that's how I remembered it. And honestly, I feel like the the puppeteer that did that was that's probably the best job. Like whoever whoever did that did like an insanely good job because like it looks compared to what you see now with CGI, it doesn't even like come close to what you saw back then. And now looking at it now, I'm like, yeah, I mean, you can tell it's obviously it's it's a puppet or it's fake or whatever, but like still it looks really good for being just a freaking puppet. Yeah, it, there's a lot of emotion in it. You know, he was having mm-hmm. he's chained up and going through this this torture. You could it was very uh I don't know, for a puppet, it was really kind of impressive how sad they made him look and feel, and you could just really feel how uh I don't know. I felt bad for Splinter. See, that's another thing I forgot. He had to go through such a rough time. I thought he just right. hung out in the sewer the whole movie and kind of reminded him, like, "Hey, you know, meditate over your pizza." <laughs> meditate over your pizza. He had Splinter had the best lines, I think, too. And honestly, uh, I forgot that Shredder orders um, the other guy, uh, Tatsu. I think his name is. I forgot right. his name. He's like second in command there. He orders him to kill the rat. Like, kill I totally the rat. forgot that. Kill him. Totally, as a kid, just didn't disregard that. Don't even think about that. They were, he's right. going to actually murder Splinter right, right As there. he's chained up, like, completely helpless. <laughs> and then who yes. is it that ends up saving him at the end? Is it Casey Jones? Is he the first one? Yeah, there it's Casey Splinter? Jones and that kid. That's oh, that kid. Him. What did you think of that kid? Danny or Dan or Danny. No, Sid the they with his Dan. Sid t-shirt? <laughs> What was that about? Vicious shirt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sid from Toy Story, some asshole. Yeah, some asshole. What is? Oh my god! No, he's a. Yeah, he's kind of an. I don't know. He's a weird kid, I guess. I would have recast that role. I would have had someone else. He just didn't seem like. I don't know these kids. The thing is, they like they were all like. Just lost boys, right? And instead of right. getting, it's almost like Hook and the Lost Boys, and like instead of getting Rufio, they got Shredder, and it was just not, you know, you end not up, cool. you end up breaking well, I mean, bad. It's terrible. Is there any appeal yeah, to that? They, like any nostalgia looking at that dirty, grungy '90s New York City, like the way they presented it? You have any nostalgia for that type of? Yeah, vibe? I do. Um, especially when they're in the 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 layer i guess whatever you want to call it yeah the layer of shredder um and the kids are like skateboarding and playing like cards and playing the old school like arcade games like you totally forgot about those and like you don't see that anymore at all and it's right i said to lulu i was like yeah nobody even like when they showed the traffic one time i'm like no one there's using ways they're all stuck in traffic together it sucks it's the 90s it's like that's what it's like, though. That's New York City, baby. That's like, yeah. uh, you know. And then... A grungy look. Yeah, those kids are all hanging out playing pinball and, like, cards. And there's no phones. There's no apps. We, I don't want to go on an old man tangent and start being oh, like, kids today <laughs> don't know how to party and smoke cigarettes like they used to. That's not Just a good look. a couple look. curmudgeons on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Like, uh, you could have oh, gone man. without... Like some of the dialogue, like I said, Splinter, I think had like the best lines because he's still meditating and like all that being like one with yourself that still holds true and resonates with a lot of people, obviously. But then you have uh, Casey Jones, like being 
told that he might be uh, homophobic, but he said claustrophobic. So he was going to like beat up the little kid for calling him or no, he was going to beat up Donatello because Donatello called him claustrophobic and he thought he said homophobic or something like that. And he was like, it's all, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a little things like that, but it sucks because that's the time that it was, but right. Oh, it definitely stands out. It definitely stands out that like you'd have to clean up this dialogue today and they would have to, you know, straighten it out and you couldn't. There's a lot of this 1990s. It just doesn't feel like 2024 when you the yeah. way they talk and you know there is a nostalgia for it, but definitely some of it would be a little bit uh, borderline, you know, which is fine. A little bit, which yeah, is that's... fine. Well, and yeah. not even so much in what they say too, but like like you said, just kill the rat. Like today, you're not just killing the protagonists with like you know, even Batman never kills anybody. Like nobody gets right. killed and you just get knocked out. Even you know, Spider Man. They all all those heroes, right? Uh, what do you think I, did you dislike anything i thought no i mean i guess as a almost 40 year old guy you know 38 year old guy some of the one-liners i was a little roll my eyes at like uh you know when they're just like totally tubular i'm like i get it right. and i know what you're doing but <laughs> i know what you're doing just take it down a notch <laughs> but then again you know splinter drops the great cowabunga at the end i have always liked Shredder dies in the garbage truck off the right, right, right. <laughs> quotes, quote, quotes, quote, quote. dies. The, the Shredder, um, yeah, he he. This movie finishes around Shredder going getting into the back of a garbage truck. What did you think of that as a way of ending the story? I, for this one, yeah, I still like it. I I loved that as a kid because I was like, yeah, throw him off of a rooftop into a truck, like into a dump truck. Right. That's kind of actually cool. And then Casey Jones just nonchalantly just hits the button to like crush the trash and <laughs> trash compactor. Yeah. All that metal, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of cool. Um, I I'm still okay with that. It's because the fact that it's like it's not the turtle killing him or throwing him off. It's actually Splinter. Splinter's the one that throws him off or lets him go or whatever. So right, right. That that was. That's true. I didn't see that coming. I thought, you know, they were all going to throw him off. I remember he, he went over the edge there, but I didn't realize it was Splinter kind of getting him, uh, you know, giving him the ole, giving him the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shorter tries to throw a knife at him and Splinter's just like, I'll catch that and throw you off. I'll catch that, yeah, and then just <laughs> step Not aside. Shy, yeah. Not yeah. Shy, I let him go. But yeah, he dies, quote unquote, right? Got to got to save some suspense for the next. next so, movie. do you remember liking or remembering um, this one or Secret of the Ooze more fondly? Like, if someone asks you off the top of your head, Ooze. Secret, Secret of the Ooze. It's yeah. such a good movie. I know. Good movie. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching it now. Actually, yeah, after, after doing too. this. <laughs> but I mean, this one is is I do love the like you said the darkness and the grittiness of it, like. It it doesn't get old with that. I thought it was when I put it on. I was like, God, how long is this movie? Like, can right, am I gonna right. want to watch this whole thing, or I'm just gonna lie lie to Jim and be like, Oh yeah, I watched it all. <laughs> no, but really, I did watch it. <laughs> I just read the I read the up. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, I read the Wikipedia <laughs> YouTube uh, recap video. That's what today's Cliff Notes, right? That's what. Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, we watched it over breakfast here with the baby. We uh, yeah. 
And the baby liked it. I mean, Lily liked watching. <laughs> she liked the turtles, I think. You like the turtles? Good. It was noisy turtles, and, yeah. and bright. Actually, you know. And my wife, Lulu, liked uh, She liked it. She had never seen it before. And she was like, that's a pretty good movie. That didn't, like you said, it felt like it went by um, quickly. And it was a good right. story. Three clear acts. You know, like uh, beginning, exactly. middle, end. And it was over with. It's pretty good. Um, so Lulu's never seen it. She'd never seen it, and she'd never seen Secret oh, wow. of the Ooze either, so we're going to watch that. Watch that one. One of these days, too. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Um, do you have a grade? Like, how would you grade this movie, Anna? Do you want to do a 1 to 10? Do you want to do a A+, plus yeah, let's, to, let's... like a school grade, or a 1 to 10? Like, what do you what do you prefer? Um, I don't, I don't know. That's up to you. I, I, I guess I'll go 1 through 10, because... Um, I'm not gonna lie. I did look up on IMDb what it got because when you said to think about what you would grade it, I was like, I have no idea. Somewhere it's it's above five, right? And it's probably somewhere between seven and eight to me. What what did IMDb have it? I think it was like a six point six or something. So would you go seven. over under IMDb? Let's play that game. It's yeah, a six point six. Slightly over. Slightly over. I would go seven. I would go seven and a half. Seven point five. Pretty yeah. good. That's a good movie. That's a movie you, you'd watch again or you'd tell someone else, yeah, I watched that movie. That's and again, good. I haven't seen it in years, so the fact that I'm like, yeah, I would watch it again if it's on or maybe like one random day. Yeah, it's hard okay. to find. Like they don't they don't play those movies on TV or in syndication or anything, I don't think. I was so surprised that I couldn't find it like on well, you can find it, but it's every everywhere you have to pay for it. Like I'm surprised it's not just uh on Hulu or Netflix or Prime, whatever. That was pretty cool. You have the DVDs. Yeah, I forgot. Where were they? Like buried away in a. Yep. Really? (laughs) I had to go through a couple cases. I have uh, my DVDs buried in my basement. So I was like, I swear, I knew I had the Ghostbusters DVDs because I was, again, into Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters as a kid. So. I, I I was like I'm positive that I I knew I bought the Ghostbusters DVDs, so I'm like I'm pretty positive that I also bought the Ninja Turtle ones just because I loved it so much as a kid, and behold, there they were. So I was like I got the second one lined up next I'm, to watch I'm, that one. I'm, I'm glad I almost <laughs> sent you on that that mission through the old DVDs through the uh, treasure chests, you know, to find some relic. It's pretty cool. So how did you watch it? We found it. Where did we find it? So I couldn't get it on Amazon Prime on my TV, but when I uh, looked on my phone, I was able to ca- I was able to get it on my phone and cast it to the TV through Amazon oh, okay. Prime. But it was three ninety nine, so you know that's you not know, too bad. Just yeah. have to eat a few less potatoes at dinner tonight to make <laughs> up for it, you know that kind of thing. But yep. Uh, yep. it was great. We're we're definitely looking forward to the next one. I'm gonna probably push my daughter into being a turtles fan look Might forward to well. that because i want to be shredder i said to my wife i said to her right uh in the middle of the movie i'm going to be shredder this year for halloween and it's january so that's good that's <laughs> a good time to start you know finding my scrap metal and putting it together well, not to like uh not to like ruin it for you for the second one but you could be the super shredder that's see yeah super shredder see? That movie's fantastic, especially because you don't, if you don't know what's coming, it comes at you and comes at you again. And you think it's over and it's not over. It's not. And, you know, it's, I'm going to have to go on to the beginning of this and remind people that this is a spoiler filled episode. 
Right. Know, so if I'm you gonna... haven't seen the Ninja Turtles, please do not listen. Yeah. Or, you know, if at this point you haven't, what's wrong with you? And <laughs> go ahead and listen to this and we'll encourage then you. Then come to... back and listen again after, <laughs> after you watched uh, it. <laughs> like, so wait, what, what did you grade it? I would give it, I I liked where you were, 7.5, maybe even a 7.75. Okay. You know, like, uh, not an eight, not an eight. But oh, I liked where you were, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be precious about it and, and change it. I think 7.5 is a good grade. And I, and I think I'm being a little generous just because I'm like, it's nostalgia too, but. Right. I wonder what a neutral, <laughs> what do you think like a, a someone born in the 2000s who's watching this would say? Probably we like get through this four. movie. No, four. a four. I would. Yeah. That's what I mean. If I showed this to, like, for example, my students in high school, they would the first like five minutes be like, "Mister, this is the worst thing ever. Why are you showing this to us?" Come on, <laughs> like, we're the actual else. Ninja Turtles. That's <laughs> yeah, a punch in the gut. That's a punch yeah, in the gut. So it hurts really bad. I guess before we finish up, tell me about uh, those kids and in general, like what uh, what you're doing. And, you know, I know you and I have worked together in schools in the past, and I know you're a man of community. So what uh, what have you had going on and what would you like to kind of give shout a out. give a shout out to? Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to be a man of community, but sometimes things are tough, especially in this economy. But um, I try to do the best I can. But no. Uh, just teachers man like you and i were uh working in middle school as paraprofessionals alongside teachers and stuff and after i feel like after the pandemic everyone's suddenly been like oh yeah it's on the teachers again it's their fault everything's wrong with our kids it's the teacher's fault and just right just uh support it's tough support it's... the uh school system and the, the staff it's harder than it looks you know yeah. it's it's you're taking in children of the community, you know, just, just anybody and everybody coming in through those school doors every day and doing the best you right. can. And it's a tough job. And, you know, that's why it, it's just, it is important to appreciate the teachers and anyone willing to kind of give that time and sacrifice for other people's kids and for the community's kids, really. It's, exactly. um, and it's yeah. not easy bottom it's line not, like you said it's not an easy job and we're not paid enough for it and no students deserve kids and students deserve more than that too so right not and, only and just it, teachers it's it's an investment in everybody you know in the community and the teachers and in the teachers you know buying supplies and taking care they they do much more just care out of the goodness of their heart than is required by the law in the contract right. and that's what a lot of people don't appreciate so nope but um, um I, so frank, if i could I, say one thing support the support your like local school district in any way if you're going to like you know back to school shopping buy an extra case of pencils or pens for the teacher you know what i mean for from the dollar store or whatever that that those little things are very much appreciated absolutely i think that's it's important i think we're gonna i'm getting the blinking light here frank we might get booted off of here (laughs) all the music's right yeah the music's playing us out i appreciate it and um appreciate everyone out there listening and and support those teachers and just do the best for your community however you can 
This has been a Funcast production. Our theme song is Sport Rock Trailer by Audio Coffee Music. Check them out at audiocoffee.net. The F1 Funcast is not affiliated with Formula One or professional motorsport in any way, and this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Contact us at f1funcast at gmail.com. Hmm. Time's up. Three bucks off. <laughs>